Welcome back to the Tower Hill Podcast with Pat and Mike. In this week's episode, Pat and I discuss some current events, specifically the controversy surrounding Zillow's Instant Offers program. Good morning, brother. Good morning. How are you? Good. Good. How are you? Good. Friday morning. It, it always is, Mike. Yeah. Well, that's when we record the podcast. Perpetual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to throw you uh, softball, oh soft boy. toss. I like right, these. Today. <laughs> so you can just, you, I can see you winding up on this one because <laughs> I've given you a little bit of a preview of what we want to talk about today. Yes. But we thought yes, yeah. it'd be fun to do something that relates to very current events. Kind of. Call me. No, we're not going to talk about Comey. No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. Even Ooh. though, even though the bars around DC here were uh, were open at 9 a.m. to to allow people to start their drinking before the testimony started, <laughs> which is just so absurd. I, I didn't realize um, that. <laughs> yeah. My wife asked me, you know, are you going to watch it? I was like, no. I have actual work to do. Yeah. We, what are all these? What are all, who are all I'm these unemployed people the... who are going to bars? Absolutely. Anyways, yeah. no. It's like so ESPN. Not, you just watch the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Not Comey. I want to talk about Zillow instant offers. That was this, my second guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are two most controversial things we could think Absolutely. of. Absolutely. So this is really, this is real soft toss for you here. Okay. Excited to see how far you can hit this. But I have a um, feeling we're going to have some some interesting conversations. Yeah, yeah. It's almost as if Zillow is playing into our hands for what we for this podcast Oof, and the things uh, that we talk uh, about. But just real quickly, I wanted to define what it is. So it's a new pilot program that Zillow has rolled out over the past, I don't know, a couple weeks, month. This instant offers idea. Yeah, the instant offers idea. And they're running it in two locales at the moment. They should call it Zoffers. Yeah. Like Zestimate. There you go. They're zesty estimates. No, so Vegas and Orlando are the two places that they're rolling it out. Mm -hmm. And sort of, I think there's more to it, but essentially a homeowner, go online, go who who lives in one of these areas can go online, put in their address, put in the details about their home, some of the remodeling history, things like that, conditions, put some photos on there, and they can submit it for offers from investors. Mm -hmm. So they have 15 Wall Street investment companies or individuals who are- Some big money. Willing to offer money for these properties. Yep. And Zillow also sends those out to agents who pay to be on their site, pay to advertise on their site. And those agents can respond within 24 hours with a CMA. Yes. So- then the seller is presented with all the offers, right? The the CMAs, the investment offers. Yeah. And they can decide whether or not they want to work with a certain with a certain investor, right? One of their offers. With one of those offers. Yeah. Or if they would like to list with one of those agents who's given them a CMA. I think just to be fair, I'm going to say this that Zillow does say that they call and email the potential seller in the process mm-hmm. and let them know that their recommendation is that they always be represented by a real estate agent <clears throat> in the transaction. Interesting. So I, it is yet, yet to unfold how Zillow will make money off of this, right? Cause yes. there's no, they're not making, they're not making any money on this specific type of transaction. They're making money off the agents who advertise and they might be, I don't know this for sure. They might be making money off of, you know, the broke, the, the investors who want to be on the site you know, who yes. for the opportunity to to make yeah. offers, but I'm not sure, and I don't think that they've they've really made it clear what their what their um, revenue ability is on this. Yeah. So, real quickly, if I can, I just want to give my kind of knee jerk reaction yeah, to it when I give, heard about Give me it. your knee jerk. Um, so my my thought was like, this is 
I think there's been a lot of like, you know, hullabaloo in our, our sure. own, a lot of reaction, you know, a lot of reaction. You see the, the real estate websites, you know, great real estate websites that, you know, like Inman that are picking it up. And then you even see outside of the real estate world, you see other, you know, news sites writing articles on it and, and, and opinions on it. My initial thought was this is not really a, not really a quantum leap. It's innovative in some ways. You know, they're using technology to to try and facilitate a transaction mm-hmm. off market mm-hmm. in some cases with these investors. But they're, I think they know that to facilitate the transaction at this point, yeah. for the transaction to have a higher chance of, of going through, that it's good to get an agent involved, right? Because an agent can guide the transaction and and make sure it comes to yeah. consummation. I, so I don't. I don't think that's my yeah. reaction. I'm kind of getting a look from you, like uh, you're a little bit skeptical. No, I'm, I'm utterly skeptical of that. All right. I I do not believe that. Look, if if Zillow really wanted to, if really if Zillow really believed in the agent that much, they would have really gone into the brokerage side of things. But I don't believe that that's the case, right? I here's you, how. You're, I, so you're, sorry, you're saying that if Zillow really believed in the in the usefulness of agents that they would have started their own brokerage brokerage. Right. If you believe that as much as, as much as you're saying, then then kind of like a Redfin model where you have a really great online. We've got this amazing lead capture thing. We can fill, we can give this to agents. We can drive a ton of agents into either bricks and sticks or virtual because we're a virtual company and, and, and they could, they could go make a killing in that way and also have other agents who pay them. You know, so I, I actually don't think, that they're that interested in in supporting agents. I, I think that's that's a farce. I think they have to say that because that's where seventy percent of their revenue, at least, comes from. And so they have to say that they're going to that this is really about supporting agents, right? That 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 what they're trying to do is 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 take care of the people who pay them the most money. They have to say that. But all of their actions, to my mind, and, and we, we've pulled away from advertising on Zillow, right? We do the bare minimum in order to make sure our, our listings have the exposure. <laughs> but frankly, we're not paying to be on other people's, you know, on, on the sidelines of somebody else's Listing. Um, listings right. to capture leads. This is not that's not how we believe that we want to go capture business. It's also very expensive. It, it's tremendously it's very expensive. expensive. And, and so what they've done is they've only increased the expense per capita to be on their site. And well, and so, movie. and they've had, yeah, I mean, they've, I also think it's very interesting to, to understand that 70% of their, of their revenue comes from agent driven advertising mm-hmm. agents and brokers and team paying teams paying to be, you know, premier agents on their websites because they own Zillow yeah. and Trulia. Well, and, right? and so therefore they can't do this without saying that they're all about the agents because that would be stupid. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. They have to they have to pitch this, right? And it's a that's all it is. And I think if we believe that this is anything but a pitch, we've we've lost we we've lost our sense. So basically what you're saying is that they they're going to try and they're going to try and make this perfect this system and then eventually they're just going to cut the agent out entirely. I, I think listen they're going to figure out how to perfect the system because there's there's big big money that would love to invest in their company right right and continue what they're what they're doing which is innovating in the real estate space and they believe and I believe this is the case with most disrupting types of of technology companies mm-hmm. they the basic belief is 
the current paradigm is off and agents in general are paid too much. There's too much money floating around here and we need to redistribute where that money is. And so what they're doing is that they're redistributing money to, to people who manage money, right? right? To, to these funds. And, and hey, that's great. I, I actually don't have a problem with that. I think it's, it's, it's actually brilliant, right? Yeah. This is not their innovation. This is actually more of an open door innovation that they're morphing into their own reality, right? Yeah, and I think, yeah, open door is, is definitely a different model because they actually purchase the assets themselves. Sure. And keep it on their own books. But Absolutely. But yeah, there's no, more, there's think- more skin in the game for them. What an amazing thing. They figured out how to have these assets purchased without using their own money, mm-hmm. but... So they don't me, have the liabilities. They don't yeah, have the yeah. liability. They're going to figure out how to do this at a far higher volume than an open door, much faster, and maybe make less per deal as Zillow. But they're going to figure that out. Right. And I'm sure that, that that's you don't do this without a strategy to drive revenue. You don't just do this because we want to piss off agents, right? Yeah, and I and I I would also say I think it's helpful to just say that we don't, we don't begrudge. Anyone, any like this is capitalism. This no, is I, I love like, it. This I is, love this the innovation, innovation, but I think we are blind if we think that there that the game is not is not changing really radically. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is in in the years that I've been in the business, um, now almost fifteen years. You're I'm so old. Yeah, seriously. Um, in it just in in those years, but for, you know, I've had mentors for who have been in the business twenty years longer than I have, thirty years longer than I have. The general sense is, wow, this is this is disruptive in a way, potentially, that we have not seen. Mm-hmm. And our industry, the reason our disruption has lagged is because for many, many years, we held so much of the information as an industry, which I think is incorrect. I think th- I like the, the, the reality that this is much more open source. People have access to information, and, and it's a much more open book reality. That said, what will be very, very interesting, because a few things are happening here. And I'll just kind of fast forward for a second. Only only agents who make themselves indispensable will be able to sustain a huge market shift. So if this is so, it, are you, so you're talking about like a decade from now? Yeah, fast forward ten years from now. Yeah, Zillow perfects this, and in ten years is in every state and and has gone international, right? Which is completely within the realm of possibility. They're coming for you, Canada. Yep, here Watch they come. Out. So. They 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 really perfect this, right? They can they perfect this model. They will. Th- it's going to change a, f- a few things in the marketplace. One of the things that'll change is the value proposition of the average agent. Mm-hmm. And so you you won't be able to just be average and be in the business, right? You will either work for a big company as part of a of a larger bureaucratic system where mm-hmm. there there where there's fewer people using technology and driving money into those people's pockets. And it'll probably be something that looks somewhat like a Redfin paradigm where there, where people are on salaries. You're not a, you're, you're more of a W2 than you are a 1099, right? right, right. If you want to remain and have, have a certain degree of freedom still to well, operate a want, business yeah. as, as and an, an a really phenomenal practice, you're going to have to innovate in such a way that you become indispensable to the marketplace because these guys are changing the the paradigm for agents. You have to be worth a lot more per transaction than the average person, than the average agent, and 
you have to prove that against technology right. that that is in the game to win against you. So, right. and and that's the case with any any industry that's ever been disrupted. Yeah, that's I, always yeah. been the case. I think not not a perfect analogy, but a good analogy, and I, and because it's it's sort of embedded in people's minds at this point is contrast between what LegalZoom offers and what a really great, you know, high-end law firm can offer you in terms of the advice and the fiduciary commitment. Yeah. And, well, and, and that's through. only made great attorneys really, really indispensable to people, right? Oh, yeah. You know when you need a great attorney and you know when all you need is some some convenient form and something quick and easy. Right. And that's what that's what's happening here. And you know what? That's I, I think that's really healthy. I think we are in we're an industry that is overloaded with folks who for the most part are not amazing fiduciaries. And so tech sees this and goes, we gotta disrupt this thing. Yeah, Not so because we have any bleeding heart for the consumer, but because the people money to be made. because the people making money on average actually aren't worth what they're paid. Right. And so that's a good thing. I, I actually think that's a really great thing. And so I invite disruption because you can determine how you want to disrupt. We can you can disrupt to the high end. And and there's going to be anytime there's massive change in an industry, there's there's massive opportunity. And so I'm really excited about that because our firm is really about you know looking for those opportunities, you know, staying very entrepreneurial and enterprising, if you will, and looking for those things. So I'm really excited about that. But the mantra around here, and I think at any firm that's going to going to remain relevant is we have to become wildly indispensable, mm -hmm. right? And we know that. And there's a lot of folks who are really indispensable. They just haven't told that story really well. So a lot of agents have to learn how to tell that story. Just like, you know, just like in the legal world, you have to be able to tell your story. And the, the ability to tell your story online right now is better than ever it has been. But this is why, you know, guys like Gary Vee talk about being a media company. Your job is to be a media company. Because you have to tell your story. And if you don't tell your story well, even if you have a great product, you're gonna go out of business. Yeah, well, you're just gonna you're gonna be lost yep. to the to the marketplace. Let's boil this down for a second into some actionable takeaways, right? So like okay. we got kind of your your hot take on uh <laughs> on on this. And I can, think can I yeah, and so just a really quick thing as well. Here's yeah. sort of the 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 your fast forward ten years mm -hmm. um, prediction. I think what happens is this could very well reduce the number of overall agents in the marketplace, which which I think actually could be a healthy thing. And I think what what it will also open up if Zillow still wants to continue to receive revenue, at a certain point, they will have basically an expansion team model. They'll have a model where they say, "Listen, you want you want to continue to receive our leads. You're going to be part of our team, and every time we give you a lead, we've got there's the we believe our system is good enough that you should pay us X amount per transaction. Right, right. Maybe there's a cap, maybe there's not. But once they make people really, really dependent, and they have made a lot of people really dependent on their leads. Once they change this paradigm, they'll be able to extract even more from the few agents that they want to give give business to, and that could be a team in every single. You, know, you could put a put a Zillow team on every corner if you wanted to, 
and still have the preferred, you know, you could still have the, the instant offer idea right. as well. Yeah. So I think that none of this is, none of this is, is stated by Zillow as what they're of going course. to do. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, just, just playing it out. It makes a lot of sense for them. You know, it also makes a lot of sense because I don't think they're, they're, I don't know if they're profitable at all or, or if they're just marginally profitable because I think they that are, they, they, they're not, pro- I, my understanding is they, they are not profitable. Um, they're not a non-profit. They're, they're just they, not yes. profitable. Yeah. So I think that this this could be how they ultimately end up being profitable. Being more, yeah, yeah, that's possible. By the way, I mean, let me ask you this: What do you think this does? Think about the impact of this. If they if they really get this right, what's the impact on supply and demand? I don't know. Do you have an answer to that? Come kinda, on, man. Kind of threw it out of me. The, yeah, but well, so I think that it could drive. It would definitely, if, if they figure out the instant offers things and they make it attractive enough that people would go with the investors, mm-hmm. it remains to be seen what the investors have in mind for their portfolio of properties. Are so they is going it buy, to, hold, or Yeah, or I think flip? that, it, because you, it's potential that they could, that the investors could pour money into these properties and resell them. So yeah. you don't really have a significant change because what are the investors going to do? They have to put it on the market. Somehow, if they're if they're reselling, right? they, yes. they're not, yeah, they're not going to instant offer it to the next investor in line, right? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, but but yeah, if they're if they're holding it because they see that there's a general shift towards a towards less home ownership and more of a leasing rental. mentality, yeah. a rental mentality, then it would certainly reduce the number of of properties that are available to purchase, right? Yeah. You saw that during during the big shift, during the big downturn, mm-hmm. ten years ago now. But well, and what you've what you've got though is you're introducing new demand into the marketplace, right? You these folks who are not in the game, who are now buying properties. Well, they weren't in the yeah, they were they probably in, in the they game. They were in the game some, in this way, right? They didn't have the vehicle to be in the game this way. So now you change demand, potentially very significantly, right? You're talking about. Millions and millions and millions of dollars, and 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 a pipeline of investors. That hey, if it's working, you want to be part of our investor group. I mean, this is big time. So you yeah. you can change demand for 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 homes, which could drive up prices potentially, right? Could. Overall, um, I think it also could be very interesting on the you know for people who need to sell very quickly, right? This re- this works really well either in depressed markets. Or where there's a need for people to move quickly. To Convenience unload. is yeah. more important than price point. And so I'm willing to to go with these guys, right? And their pitch, obviously, just like Open Door, is, hey, we're going to save you. We're actually going to save you time and money, right? And, yeah. and so that's, that's going to be their pitch. By cutting out the agents here, we're saving you time and money, and it makes sense for us. Yeah. It makes sense for you. We're going to so cut out, needs cut these out guys. the, the, uh, the middleman. Exactly. So the when much that, maligned middleman. Absolutely. Poor and, guy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cry me a river. Um, so I think that that's a, that's a significant change to demand. And think about it for builders. If builders know that all of a sudden they, they've got another – They've got extra demand. They can provide more supply. That's that's where you know more housing is com- is going to come from is, is from builders. So do you think you think that they would that builders would would offload their products to investors all day long? Absolutely. But what would that do to their communities? Well, it could. Hey, listen. If we have to either 
we want to sell. I mean, we see it all the time. We want to sell our models to investors who aren't going to live in it. Who are yeah, but are, who are those are that's limited stock. Yeah, but they could they yeah. could build some stuff on spec. They could build maybe a little bit more on spec, get it get it snatched up, and but they but get the community ramped up faster. Right. That's right? true. Yeah, I they mean could, they could they could do yeah, that all day as long. As they as soon as they sell one, I or, just I just don't know if it makes if it if it makes their subsequent sections of the community open it up, does it make it less desirable if there are absentee owners and, and many people renting? It I could be, but I think you could find a balance there. I think also where it's really interesting for builders is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith come in the door, they need to sell a house quickly, but they, and, and builders are really good ah. at making, making the sale happen there. Well, if you go with this estimate that you've gotten instantaneously at the desk, if that's what your house is worth, give or take a little bit, then you can do this, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. Would you like to move forward? That That's a big game changer. That that can cause big builders to sign more people more quickly, get a, get a better sense of immediately what the what the comps are, you know, and, and right now that's being done by by agents. We do this all the time for builders, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that could change things as well on a national scale. Right. I obviously I think there's a risk to that because you're still dealing with an algorithm. You're still there could be a lot that could go wrong there. But I think we have to be really, really conscious of the difference in in supply and demand that 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 type Mm -hmm. of activity could could be for the marketplace. Yeah. So I think as kind of practical takeaways from this, you know, for the for the agents who are listening is that. I guess your advice would be, if I if I take a stab at it, would be to to start to make yourself indispensable, or absolutely, or the market will will shift away from you to the point where it's just not recoverable. Yeah, and we right? talk about it. You know, how fast are you failing forward? How fast are you failing? Um, how often are you failing? Are you failing daily, or just weekly, or just monthly? And if you're not failing, you're not growing. You're not you're not pushing hard enough. And big these guys have a lot of rope to fail with, mm-hmm. right? So you need to build your tolerance for failure and pushing forward in a different way than you have before in order to become indispensable. Right. So, and I think I think the two things that we see as differentiators for for the agents who who will be able to to provide immense value to consumers is first they need to be just stud practitioners, right? They need to totally. be excellent, excellent professionals in the transaction, provide a ton of value in those in the expectations and negotiations that they provide for the transaction. And they also need to get really good at telling their story. They need to become excellent at showing people that Showing people what they do on the back end, right? Yes. But but telling that in a very compelling way on the front end. Yeah. And by the way, you can't be dependent on Zillow for your leads. Stop being dependent on Zillow for your leads, right? And because right. you have to build, they are changing the game and the game is changing such that, and they don't actually care about your business. I, I'm convinced of that. They don't actually care about about the average agent's business. And that's fine. Well, they need they need your they need your money. They, they need, need your, your money. Yeah. But the, there's such a such a number of agents in the marketplace who will pay a lot. I talked to an agent recently, his cost of acquisition of a lead is $6,000 per lead. It's crazy. Closed How, lead or just closed lead? Closed lead. Closed lead. Yeah. Wow. So 
So you tell me if that makes economic sense. That that really inhibits your ability to go high, higher talents when you're spending yeah. that much per lead, right? But that's what happens when you spend a lot of money on online sources that are throwing a lot of stuff at the wall mm-hmm. in order for, you know, and, and this is a person who, who, who you look at the numbers, you go, wow, that person, you know, is doing a lot of business relative to the rest of the market, but they're, they're sucking wind. And oh, by the way, these guys are only increasing their price. We haven't seen decreases in price by the Zillow. Oh yeah, it's, it's just definitely not going to happen because they have they've they've built up many 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 eyeballs. So so and you need to become very... indispensable. You also have to have a completely bulletproof strategy for lead generation, for being relevant to people, for mm-hmm. telling your story that does not depend on big business to give it to you. I think that's a really bad strategy. Wow, awesome. No, I love it. And I, so I think that those are two very just, you know, if we, if we can hit on the two things, those are the two things, the, the indispensable value that you can, you can provide to your clients in the transaction and being able to tell your story in a compelling way. Yep. Awesome, man. Well, you heard it here first. Pat Kilner says, stop paying Zillow for your stop leads. Stop paying them. Um, they don't love you. I've never heard you say that before. <laughs> no, I actually have almost every I think day. You probably brought it up yeah, first. Almost every day. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you, brother. We'll leave it right there. Always a pleasure. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Tower Hill Podcast. Subscribe to our SoundCloud or iTunes for more episodes and visit our website, towerhillrealty.com for blog posts and more information on our company.